0: Can you survive the many dangers? Can you help others survive? Can you save Sunset City? Can you? For the love of God, can you?
1: (laughs) Of course you can. It's a video game.
0: I'm your host Rob Logan, joined in the studio today by Mike Volpe. Hello. And Damian Crenshaw. Long time no see. Long time. But we are back this week with uh, our E3 Spectacular. There was a ton of news that came out of E3 this year. It was nice to see a focus back on games. The kind of like big war from last year is pretty much over. Things have definitely settled down. But we are moving forward. Uh, We have a ton to talk about. But before we get into the episode today, I do want to let people know that a lot of these games we're going to be talking about are already available for pre-order. Now, if you're going to pre-order one of these fantastic video games, where do you think we would go, Mr. Mike Volpe? Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) I know it's GeekGeneration.com slash Amazon. (laughs) That's right. GeekGeneration.com slash Amazon is the place to pre-order all those games. When you use that link, we get a little kickback, and that helps support the show, keep us free for you guys. We really, really appreciate that. So we're going to jump right in because we have so many things to talk about. We're going to talk about the big three, as we usually do, Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony. I even watched all three of them this year. Normally, I only watch Microsoft and Sony because unlike the other two last year and this year, Nintendo has opted to not go live and instead do a digital event. And you know what? I didn't know how much I was going to like that. But for Nintendo, I think this is actually a better presentation option, especially after watching this year's for two main reasons. The biggest of which is that there are so many people from Nintendo who do not speak English. So Mm -hmm. for translation purposes alone, this is a huge thing. Usually when Nintendo presented, they would have to have someone else present that did speak better English, or they would have to have someone speak in Japanese Then you'd have to listen to that. Then the translator would speak, and it slowed things down so much that it became boring. But now they can have the person speaking in Japanese, and they kind of pot down that audio, and then they have the uh, English speaker over them right away. So you don't have to wait for anything. And the the, the robot chicken bits that were kind of in between... During the digital event were very entertaining. I thought separated the segments very well. What do you think, Damian?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's definitely been a a change for the better. Uh, they're definitely not wasting time, and by putting the robot chicken skits in there, it's definitely a step above what they did last year. Uh, yeah, you. It's not. You still get the entertainment aspect that you would get from a live performance, mm-hmm. but in this way, it was comical, and you didn't have to worry about the awkward pauses between people trying to present and stuff. It was very fluid, and it worked really well. Yeah, I agree. The only thing that I miss
0: with the Nintendo presentation compared to the others is the crowd reaction to things. I kind of wish they would show it live, like Mm -hmm. still fill that arena full of people and show the video. I understand why they don't, because you can't really... Um, When it's all set like a video like that, you're not leaving room for laughter and all that stuff. Or if you are and you're anticipating it and then you have silence and they don't laugh, it's not exactly (laughs) so good. So I understand why they don't, but I just kind of wish they would try it once just to see how it went. Mm -hmm. But I mean, what's to lose? Honestly, they're still going to put it online anyway. So why not try both? Right. So let's jump into the games. They had a whole bunch that they announced Uh, the first one, which I know very, a lot of people are very excited about, is Super Smash Brothers Wii U. And of course, there's the 3DS version as well. One of the big things that they announced for Super Smash Brothers is that you can now use a Mii fighter in the game. You can have three classes to choose from, whether it be a brawler, a sword fighter, or a gunner. And those have all their kind of, uh, unique moves in there. You can also choose four special moves from 12 options that they'll have. Uh, You can use the Miis to create your own custom characters, like they showed a couple examples of creating celebrity-looking Miis to kind of create a custom character like that. And it is expected to have a a holiday 2014 release date. They also announced a new character who I'm not very familiar with, who is Lady Palatina from Kid
1: Icarus. Am I right there? That's correct. Okay. Uh, Who is she? Do you know? Um, Kid Icarus originally was an arcade title from way back in the 80s. And when Pitt came back, he was kind of an obscure character. Right. But uh, they brought him back with uh, Kid Icarus Uprising for the 3DS last year. Okay. And Lady Palatina is kind of like the princess-esque character of that uh, franchise. Gotcha. And she's uh, like a mystical goddess and such. So she'll be, as a fighter, she'll be using a lot of magical moves and and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it'll, it'll, you know, it's uh, pretty cool to see another female character added to the roster. They did also release Pac-Man as a
0: new addition and had some trailers that came out for him. That's cool.
1: Is he he new to Smash Brothers? Uh, Yes, he is. Okay. Uh, The reason he's added to this, uh, aside from pulling in another third-party character, is that um, Namco Bandai is also co-working with Nintendo on this game. Ah. Uh, They've been forefronting a lot of the manpower to getting the game done. And so it, it, it only makes sense that they would put Pac-Man into it. Sure. And now if you look at it, that means you now have Mario, Sonic, Mega Man, and Pac-Man, who are like the the four pillars of classic gaming all in mm. one game being right. able to fight each other, which that's is just cool. amazing.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So I'm sure people are really, really looking forward to Super Smash Brothers. It does look really good. It, it's one of those games that like I kind of wish I had a Nintendo for that, but at the same time, I don't know how often I would actually be playing with people in the same room or anything. But uh still looks really fun, though. Mm-hmm. One of the other things that Nintendo announced that was really cool and I think is a very smart business decision is something called an Amiibo. And if you're familiar with the, uh, what is it? Skylanders? Skylanders? Yeah, Skylanders. They're definitely borrowing the concept from that and bringing them in here. And An Amiibo is uh, a figure that has a microchip inside of it. So we're looking right now at a Mario Amiibo figure. Mm -hmm. It has a little platform base. And inside that base is a microchip storing a whole bunch of information about how that character will behave in its level and things like that. So you take the Amiibo and you put it on the Wii U gamepad and it recognizes the figure and imports him into whatever game you're playing. And the cool thing, too, about it is that the information goes both ways. So you bring the information into your Wii, but also when you are leveling that character up, it will feed that information back to... The amiibo figure and store it on there. So when you buy them, they're all the same, but as you start to use them, they develop their own fighting styles and their own AI and their own personalities and their own levels. So they become very unique to you, which is a very cool thing. They're planning on using these in a lot of different games. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Wii U is the first compatible game, mm-hmm. but they are developing support for Mario Kart 8 and a, a bunch of other games as well. I'm not going to go through all of them, but. They are working to integrate these into many, many more things. Now, the only thing that I don't like about these, and I I didn't realize this when first seeing it in the press event, but after watching the trailer for the Amiibos, it became evident, is that you don't actually control these. They are purely AI controlled. So they either come in and they fight for themselves or they fight with you. But you never actually at least in Super Smash Bros., you never actually control these characters. They're completely independent. Right.
1: Why would they do that? I don't know. Seems odd. Wouldn't you want to play with the character I that was was
0: whole whole for me. me. I
1: I think, uh, think it's a way to just a way to of a how your of style manifests your of time. manifests itself over time, uh, allowing almost like the ability to play the yourself to to test yourself and oh. to test yourself against your own fighter it is a little interesting that it's not also used to like save your own data because mm-hmm. there, there will be uh, custom uh, abilities and moves for other characters too, not just me's. Right. So I don't know. It just seems like it's adding, it's, it's going to add like a human element to a CPU fighter. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I mean, one of the things that, is kind of interesting in the way that they level up
0: they said the amiibos will level up faster when you pit one against another but who Mm -hmm. wants to just take two like i'm sure for maybe kids it would be interesting to go into a house go i'm gonna plug in mine you're gonna plug in yours and we're gonna watch them fight but when i'm playing a video game i don't want to watch them fight i want to play Mm -hmm. and that for me is not very entertaining I i can see kids being like my toy's cooler than your toy and doing that so this that aspect is definitely more for kids my dad will kick your dad's ass yeah Yeah. right (laughs) my dad's donkey kong so (laughs) um so it's an interesting concept definitely one borrowed from something else that's something we see a lot i think from nintendo this year is them borrowing concepts from other areas and applying them here in their own stuff as we move forward another game that they announced is yoshi's woolly world which creates a world made of yarn and uses the physical properties of that yarn for transformations and puzzles throughout the game. That's cool. Yeah, and I, I think it looks adorable, Me honestly. Too.
2: Actually, just that one screenshot, I'm sold. I'll right. be honest, I'm sold.
0: Right. Uh, this is also from the same creators that made the, what is it, Kirby's... Kirby's Epic Yarn. That's what it is. Uh, and that was very two-dimensional, right? hmm But this is taking it to a three-dimensional place. Everything looks to be a 3D item. They actually have... They showed uh, the creators with just a wall of different yarn things behind them, spools of yarn. And they actually created a lot of these things out of yarn to see what they would look like in a three-dimensional space. It looks amazing. It really does. Uh, the graphics are cool. I like that it's idea. It's like
2: sacks in the background. Right, <laughs> right.
0: right. I like the idea of taking the materials and kind of playing with them and how things would look like. You can see the push pin holding up a little yard sign and things yeah. like that. So that's cool. I think this is all kind of inspired off of Paper Mario, and they kind mm-hmm. of took that idea and said, well, what if we bring in other materials? What are those going to look like? So the game looks very cool. Uh, it also has two-player co-op and will release in 2015.
1: Any other thoughts on it? Um, it's definitely looking better than when they uh, released Yoshi's New Island for the 3DS a little while ago. Mm-hmm. The art style in that game just looked really weird, and it looked like they were trying to reinvent something that already was, in itself, a already great classic. Mm-hmm. This, this goes in a completely different direction, and it it just looks amazing. Yeah, I agree. Looks like a lot of fun. I love Yoshi. I mean, he's, he's
0: awesome. <laughs> uh, another game they announced is Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, and they really didn't show a whole lot. On this game, and I honestly, I don't have a ton of information on it. So I don't know if you did more research here, Damien. Uh, I'll see if I can fill in the gaps. Sure. Go ahead. I have I have literally oh, okay. nothing. I mean, <laughs> it, they really had no information in the actual video. They just showed the trailer and kind of left it at that. Mm-hmm.
1: So Captain Toad here is, uh, uh, he was the the captain of the Toad Brigade from Super Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they put him, I guess, on his own adventure. The uh, levels are kind of based off the ones that you would see in uh, Super Mario 3D World and Super Mario 3D Land. And the, the basis of the game is more of, like, exploring and going through the level as opposed to, you know, jumping around and defeating enemies and sure, navigating your sure. way through difficult uh, passes. They've uh, described it as, because, you know, like, toad's got you know he's got the big heavy backpack on him stuff like that you Mm -hmm. know he's not going to be jumping around he's going to be doing more running circling using other weapons to destroy enemies going you know on like uh mine carts and such just kind of like a uh, small-esque indiana jones type of thing but without all the action sequences okay okay so it it looks more like it's going to be a a very visually pleasing game and a more of a targeted audience to more younger ones Mm -hmm. and a very uh Go as you play, type of game, as opposed to trying to beat through it quickly or. Sure, like a little walk in the park type. Yeah, something a little more mellow.
0: Sure. I noticed too that they have some of the, a lot of the characters from Super Mario Brothers two. I don't know if we've seen them resurface in any other games, but they definitely pop up a lot
1: here. They definitely appeared in Super Mario three D World, okay. which was based kind of on Super Mario Brothers two because they had the four player co op based on the abilities that Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Toad had in gotcha. that game. So this yep. definitely is a is a step from that game. Cool. Uh, the next one they talked about was, and I guess it's just
0: the working title right now. They'll probably throw some sort of a sub on it eventually, but the legend of Zelda, this will be the first time that instead of going kind of from dungeon to dungeon, area to area with, uh, limited spaces that you can move in before kind of transitioning through a door or something into another area, this is a vast open world and that's how they're selling Uh, it too. It's about
2: time. Yeah, Yeah. right. That's cool. (laughs) Is this just a art? Pick? This isn't, that's not a real this screen is a, screenshot. Oh it is? Yeah. Oh it is? Yeah. yeah, this
0: is a screenshot, which is pretty impressive looking. Uh, it does look to be cell shaded, especially in the more close ups that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And they are aiming for a 2015 release on this one. But it, again, this is not one that they have a ton of information out, at least not that I have. Maybe again, Damien, you delved a little deeper.
1: Um, I've tried. There's, there's not a lot to say about it. Um, this is definitely a trend that they've kind of been working towards in the past few games when they uh, released The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds. They implemented the system where you could kind of go in any order you chose. Like, you didn't have to go in a set path. Yep. But this game, uh, the big thing that they're talking about is, like, you can go anywhere from any angle. Mm -hmm. So, like, all, like, the mountains in the background, that's going to be part of the game. And you will, you know, go from here to Mm -hmm. there. And uh, one of the the running gags that I saw on Reddit was essentially they're calling it the Legend of Zelda Skyrim Sword. I was going to say it's exactly that idea. I was going to say it's like the Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Right.
2: That's not a bad thing. No, No, not not at all. No.
1: combine
0: the two games and they get you know, something great. It's mm-hmm. kind of what Zelda's been missing <clears throat> for a while is getting away from that dungeon crawler
1: kind of attitude and doing this. Like this game will definitely push the Wii U to its limits in Absolutely. My
2: First yeah. thought, can you kill the goat? I see like goats or something else. Can we take a If it's off?
0: a
1: Zelda game, all the chickens and goats are completely killable. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And they I probably know. have money inside of them. I don't know. The thing is when you attack chickens, the, the thing about it is they all come back in hordes and attack you. So Yeah, I don't but know that's the great are. part. Yeah, but I'm only I'm I'm worried about what goats will do. Yeah, well goats militarize, so Yeah, I mean after goat simulator that they had going around, that's true, around April that's Fools, true. who knows? <laughs>
0: Uh, The next games were Pokemon Omega Ruby and Pokemon Alpha Sapphire, both for the 3DS. I don't think there's anything special about them aside from just new Pokemon games.
1: They're remakes of the the third generation Hoenn games. Oh, okay. So um, it's not like it's a huge new adventure. There will be, uh, you know, new side quests and stuff. And they are introducing new mega evolutions for certain Pokemon that didn't receive them in Pokemon X and Y. So it'll be great for uh, people who are big fans of that uh, era of Pokemon because they've been waiting for a remake for a long time. And it will be bringing that Pokemon library up to date and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. I'm waiting how long they can
0: keep these names up before it's like Pokemon, Super Alpha, Plaid, Stripe... Fifty thousand colors, I don't know. It's they're getting no, more they just and more all complex. Of a sudden to meet
2: Pokemon two, yeah, <laughs> two, three, four.
0: Oh, we didn't even realize they were Wait, just building up to a, a number sequel. System in this Roman numerals. Yeah. Speaking of twos, they showed some footage from Bayonetta two, which looks like it's coming only to the Wii U, and that seems like a strange exclusive to grab onto.
1: Uh, that's correct. Um, it's being uh, developed by Platinum Games. And uh the, the cool thing that they're doing with it is that uh, they'll be packing packaging it with a uh digital code for Bayonetta 1 because yes. from what I know at least Bayonetta 1 was well received by fans but it wasn't, you know, across the board game that people were purchasing. Yep. But they've definitely put more effort into marketing this one and uh you know just showing how uh intensive a game it will be sure. and they're trying to, you know, really bring more people into the franchise. Yeah. Bayonetta. (laughs) Um, Hyrule
0: Warriors was another one they showed. Again, not a ton of information. It's definitely a take on the Dynasty Warriors games in the same. I think they're actually working with those people to develop this. Oh, yeah. It's a full-blown crossover. Yeah, it's the same idea, but it's just Link beating the crap out of hordes of people. Uh, And they're aiming for a September 26th, 2014 release. So it should be available this year. Mm -hmm. The next game is another Kirby one because we love us some Kirby called kirby and the rainbow curse and the only info i have here is that they are aiming for a 2015 release at some he point
2: a rainbow twizzler yeah <laughs> That's what <it> looks like.
0: <laughs> from what i saw of this it looks like maybe it's the same kind of ideas that uh crayon physics deluxe game where you draw and then kirby interacts with what you draw and follows those paths to collect things and all that kind of idea
1: mm-hmm, pretty much for the most part like the graphic wise anyways it looks like it's uh, kind of like a claymation type of thing mm-hmm. they're uh, kind of picking on how you can kind of make anything out of clay uh, so you'll see a lot of Kirby transformations and stuff but for the most part it looks like you know you'll just be kind of controlling Kirby based on like you said with just you know with the stylus on the gamepad mm-hmm. um, so it doesn't seem to be the traditional Kirby uh, <clears throat> adventure and um, it, it it seems like it'll be uh, kind of a step in a different direction mm-hmm the next game, which is one that actually looks very exciting, is Mario Maker. Very exciting. Cool. I this feel
0: one. like this is something that's been a long time coming that <clears> people <throat> have wanted, this and maybe cool. maybe Little Big Planet kind of made Nintendo's gears start spinning to think in this direction, or Mega Man Universe even got them thinking maybe oh, yeah. in this direction uh, before that was canceled. So hence the name this is a game where you build your own mario mario levels and then i assume share them and have others play them that's mm-hmm. awesome and uh one of the other coolest things about it is that not only can you make these levels and we're looking at one that looks like the original super mario brothers but with the flick of a button you can change to a more updated graphical oh, style wow. so you can have the game look like that as well and this is super mario brothers uh you that it looks like right now look mm-hmm. at how the turtle evolved yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> is he wearing headphones? Is he got Beats by Dre on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's supposed to be a Hammer Brother. Am I uh, wrong there? Yep. No, that's it's a Hammer that. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this too is also looking for a 2015 release. Now that's he's using cool. a stylus here. Is that part of the Wii U gamepad?
1: Uh, yeah. The uh, the center screen on the gamepad is a touchscreen. Mm-hmm. So it does have its own stylus that can be used to um, you know use touch controls on the gamepad. Is the stylus the only way to use touch controls on that? No, you can use your finger. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's not it's not like an Apple product where it has to be like a certain device. it, okay. can, it can be used with anything. So it's tactile instead. That's exactly.
0: Cool. Awesome. Uh, it does look very cool, though. I think this would be a really exciting game. And any game like this, like uh, Little Big Planet, was as well. When you can create your own levels, it adds a
1: ridiculous amount of replayability to the game, which is awesome. Yeah. My only question, uh, since they didn't mention anything in terms of the actual release itself, Mm -hmm. is um, if this is going to be like a digital exclusive game. Because it doesn't look like it's going to be like a massive game where you would need it on, you know, uh, on a disc that would go retail. Okay. I I wonder if this will be kind of like maybe like a $15 game as Mm -hmm. opposed to a full retail value game. Uh, More likely that people would buy it, I think. Exactly.
0: (laughs) We will have to wait and see. Yes, we will. Uh, the last one they talked about was a game called Splatoon, which is an eight player four versus four multiplayer battle. This is definitely a new IP. All the characters are kind of squid looking. They can actually morph between the uh, humanoid look and the actual squid. And you have different abilities in both. As a humanoid, you can shoot that paint all over the level. And it's kind of like a capture the flag type idea. Mm -hmm. You mark as much territory as you can. And I assume the the rounds are timed Yep. and whoever has the largest amount of area marked at the end of that round will uh, win that particular match. Now as a humanoid, you can shoot the ink, but as a squid, if you are moving through your own ink, you kind of swim through it and you can move faster through your own color. But when you get to an enemy's color, it automatically transforms you back to your humanoid form and you actually move slowly through that so you can try and make a path or have someone else on your team kind of create a path of ink that you can swim through there's a whole bunch of different tactics at play here and it looks even though it's not
1: like violence or anything it looks like a very fun capture the flag type mm-hmm. game oh i agree i haven't been like this excited for a game like this for a long time and just hearing that there's a new ip that was developed in-house within nintendo is just awesome knowing that they're branching out with new IPs instead of trying to continue to rehash their old ones. Mm -hmm. And this game, it it looks colorful, it looks fast, and it looks like it's going to be very competitive and a lot of fun for people to play. Yeah, and
0: that too is aiming for a 2015 release, so we will have to wait and see uh, how that game plays out. Uh, And that pretty much brings us to the end of the Nintendo portion. They had a lot of good stuff to offer, but I do have to criticize Nintendo just a tad because... Out of everything they showed, and this is often the criticism of Nintendo, almost everything they showed was either uh, a character they've already developed that's Mm -hmm. either getting its own game or something coming back, or it's a sequel to something else. Splatoon was the only thing in that entire list that was 100% unique. So I think Nintendo, while they know their strengths, are resting a little bit too much on the things that have worked for them in the past instead of moving forward and trying to branch out to new things. I don't know how you guys feel about that.
1: Um, I don't know. To me, that's Nintendo being Nintendo. It's been a while. They don't usually put out a ton of new IPs at any given time. But I would, lo- I would like to see more new ones added in, just to get more, more out of Nintendo. Yeah, get some more diversity. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see that too. I mean, they're they're gonna keep their
0: own fans doing what they're doing, right? But they're not gonna grow mm-hmm. if they're not bringing in new ideas. So, uh, just just two cents for Nintendo, you know, because I know they're listening in. Of course, yes, they wouldn't be. Why wouldn't they be? Uh, we're going to move into Microsoft here, and the first one that they showed was for Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Whoa. Uh, whoa. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, guys. Oh, guys. Um, oh, uh, yeah, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Uh, all the add-on content is coming first to Xbox One. It has an 11 for 2013. Man, who cares about this game franchise? It's what? over. Uh, what? It's uh, over. Oh, um uh, wait, they're still making Call of Duty games? Mm-hmm. I guess they're still popular, I assume, but I guess people are sheep. Good God, I just don't care about these at all.
2: Oh, they suck. That's the only (laughs) real trailer I watched besides the Halo one.
0: Yeah. I just like,
2: this sucks. I so don't care. My God, it's the same. Even with the Halo. I was like, come on, do something different. It's like the same game with
0: different graphics every time. Like why I'm not buying a new generation.
1: The only redeeming quality that I can say from it is that I didn't see any aliens in it, which was pretty good. Yeah. Because otherwise... (laughs) Not yet. It would be Halo again. It would be Halo again. Exactly.
2: They went, you know what? Fuck it. Halo, Call of Duty.
0: Exactly. Or Call of Duty Halo. Whatever. The next two games they announced were FOZA, uh, not announced, but We gave that game from too from much was, time. I just we to did, We did. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Uh, Forza Motorsport 5 and Forza Horizon 2. I honestly cannot tell the difference between these games. Like, what's the point of having the two franchises? I see no separation. In Forza Motorsport, they did say that they're adding some famous Raceway, which is now available. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and Horizon Two, I have no idea what the difference between these games is. Well, Forza Five came out last year, okay, and they were talking about adding like the the DLC track and all that stuff. But, what's Horizon Two then? Um, I don't know. Like, what's the difference between? I didn't even know there was a separate
0: Forza franchise. Ne- I thought it was just me. Neither. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. When they announced two, I'm like, wait, one happened. Uh, these are Why games too. I just
2: don't care about these. These racing games. Oh. No,
0: they look nice. It's I so like racing PlayStation games. One, yeah. I like racing games. I don't like hyper-realistic racing games. I want to crash into shit, damn it, and just like be like ridiculous. Burnout. Yeah, burnout style. That's way more entertaining for me. I'm just going to play Mario Kart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which even would even be more way, fun. way yeah. more
0: entertaining. Uh, they did then go into a game that I thought was exclusive, but it turns out it's actually not. It will be coming cross-platform. It's a game called Evolve, which looks very cool. This is from the creators of Left 4 Dead. And it is a four-on-one action game. So there's four different classes that you can play as. And each person controls one of those kind of soldiers. Mm. But then someone else plays as the monster, which is pretty damn cool. cool. I saw mm-hmm. a video of uh, the Nerdist team playing this on their YouTube channel. It was Chris Hardwick as the monster versus four of his other guys. And it looked really,
1: really friggin' cool.
2: That looks good. Yeah. yeah. Good-looking game. Great I like idea.
1: The, yeah. uh, I like how the different fighters have their own uh, unique kind of... Personality yeah, like guy's got the cowboy hat on or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You got, like, the medic. You got the trapper, the
0: hunter, like, all those yeah. different classes as well, too, which is really cool.
1: It's okay. kind of like an RPG turned into a, an adventure
0: shooter. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a little action arena, which is great. Uh, the next one, we, uh, you too, I think, Damien, were surprised to see this pop up in the Microsoft press conference, when normally it is heavily covered by the PlayStation 1, is Assassin's Creed Unity. Mm-hmm. Popping up in the Microsoft. I watch
2: this. This looked kind of cool.
0: This looked very interesting. Now I've been out of the Assassin's Creed thing. I didn't play Black Flag. Assassin's Creed Three kind of burned me on the franchise, and I got very bored buy it but uh unity i have to admit is grabbing my imagination again mainly because of the four player online co-op option that they're offering so we've seen the brotherhood exist in other assassin's creed games but this time you build your own brotherhood controlled by actual other people that you play cooperatively with Mm -hmm. and i love co-op
1: gameplay I like the setting uh, being, you know, uh, French Revolution time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's just going to mean that there's going to be chaos everywhere. Yeah. And that's going to just bring in so many more, you know, outside factors into your story. Agreed. I love that nobody notices that there's, like, guys with
2: weapons on a hill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the guy's got an axe.
2: it's so the first thing I would notice if I was in that crowd. Like,
0: Oh, man. look at the chaos, though. I mean, there's oh, yeah. fires everywhere. There's smoke. No one can see shit. I think
2: it, it, this game could be really fun.
0: Yeah, it looks like there's it could be really a lot of possibility. Cool. The other nice thing about it, too, is that is it's going to be the first Assassin's Creed game that is exclusively next generation. So they're not doing anything to dumb down or hold back mm-hmm. so that they can release it on both platforms. They're going full bore into the next generation, which is awesome. Unfortunately, though,
1: I know Ubisoft got some flack because it is just going to be a brotherhood and there will be no uh, female playable characters. Oh, in the, in their, really? Yeah. Oh, such whiners, these people. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, there have been like female assassins as characters.
0: There have been, which seems like it would be a no-brainer to at least like throw one in as a possibility.
1: Right. So there, there's no no female skins at all. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know if that's if that is something they might patch later in the game or what. But it's not like there's plenty of time where they can't take care of that. Right. Like they cited that it would be too difficult, but it's not like you have to draw <laughs> you know uh, why scantily is there clad even, women. But if I don't understand gonna be, why there's even an outrage about it. Who cares? Because, because a I, bunch I, of I,
2: chicks I, are I, bitching I, about it.
1: Probably. Probably. Okay. Well, he, yeah,
0: I mean, it, I can see why people would complain. Girls would want to use girls, kind of. But at the
1: same time, I didn't even notice. Like, you bringing it up is the first that I even thought of it. I just assumed there would be. Right. Because, I mean, it's not like it, it takes a lot of detail to make them. They're all going to be dressed in the assassin, assassin's Assassin. A lot gear. of effort
2: goes into proper boob bouncing. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> <Let's,
1: let's, laughs> uh, They've they to hire the
2: guys who did... Uh, what was the volleyball game? Oh, oh uh,
0: Dead, well, Dead, Dead or Raya Dead Raya. Beach Volleyball, yeah. yeah. We need those um, physics in this game. They're probably also thinking about like voice acting and things like that to add that in. Is But I can see them releasing a patch or a Me DLC too. or something in the future. So uh, I'm not going to criticize them before the game's out. I'm going to wait a little bit, and then I'll criticize them. Because yeah. <laughs> that's the fun time to do it. Uh, one of the more exciting games, I think, that looked the most interesting for Xbox One is a game coming from Insomniac who is normally a PlayStation kind of geared studio that is doing some work, obviously, for uh, an exclusive release on Xbox One is a game called Sunset Overdrive. Oh, uh, yeah, this looked cool, too. Yeah, we saw some information on this in the past, but never got as much as we did. The trailer was really fun. It is
2: funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like He's yeah. just
0: talking to you while, you know, blowing shit up. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is Insomniac Games, who are the guys behind Ratchet and Clank, yeah. so they have a great sense of humor. They like their very creative weapons. It's one of the things they're really known for. Uh, it looks like moving around the game itself is fun. Right alone, right there, like bouncing on things, sliding and turned across a rails. tank, like for your grill, <laughs> yeah. into like a flamethrower. Yeah, like. that's badass. Come on. Uh, the character you play is completely customizable, so you can change the appearance from the very beginning of the game. And I don't know if you can alter as you play throughout, but you can at least have a unique character to play with yourself. And there will be places in the game where it features some online eight player co-op wow there's a separate mode for that which is pretty damn cool and they are aiming for an october 28th 2014 release with this one this game is
1: so colorful
0: oh yeah i know it's great well one of the things about Next Gen, too, and I've I've seen it a lot on both sides, is that they're going very dark and very gritty on a lot of things. And it's yeah. nice to see something colorful and fun and exciting mm-hmm. looking. It almost looks like a Tony Hawk version of an action game. Yeah. You get a lot of points for multipliers and stuff and combos, and it looks like it would be fun in that style. So that is a very cool looking game.
1: It's a great way to put it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I think about it in those times, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next game they talked about was Fable Legends. I think people were surprised to see Fable come back up. This is not a traditional Fable game, but instead is a four-player online co-op game. However, just like Evolve, someone can play as the villain, but in this case, it's not one character that they're controlling. The villain actually controls the world like a god and will create enemies, traps, and all sorts of other things for the players to have to battle against. Cool.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah, cool idea. Uh, I'm not super into the Fable world because it has always been a Microsoft exclusive thing, so I really haven't played any of those games. you not
2: missing much.
0: Nah. <laughs> I know the first one was like Blair, some people said, but the second one was supposed to be really good. The second one was better. Yeah, you have a dog in the second one, right? Yeah. Everyone loves having a pet in a game, so <laughs> that's really what it's all about. Uh, they went on to talk about Project Spark. We have seen this game in the past. It's been out for a while, but the big announcement with Project Spark is that they are now adding Conquer to the Project Spark universe, and Conquer hasn't had a new game in over 10 years. So you
1: can create your own Conquer levels from now on, which is kind of weird, but cool, I guess. I mean, I was expecting Rare to put a whole new game together, yep. uh, especially with Conquer, since we haven't seen him in a while. But, okay, it's a cool tie-in. Mm-hmm. But the game itself is going to be really good. Oh, yeah. Project Spark looks like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next game they
0: talked about that looks absolutely beautiful, I think, is a game called Ori and the Blind Forest. And, I mean, just look at that. There's this cute little, like, white, who knows what the hell. Like, he almost looks like a koala mm-hmm. slash... Demon. Demon, yeah. Uh, almost kind of like <clears throat> Stitch from exactly. Lilo yeah, and Stitch movies. Thinking. Uh, And he's got a little, like, glowing fairy thing by him that follows him around and stuff. And there's another character that looks like it transforms into this big behemoth, like, almost kind of monster thing. And I don't know. The game just looks really interesting. Obviously, uh, kind of a platformer, but it Mm -hmm. looks absolutely gorgeous. It's very, very cool. Yeah. They are aiming for a fall 2014 release with this one. Uh, And then we move into one of the bigger announcements out of Xbox. People always want more Halo information. And this was speculated leading into the conference, but we got confirmation here on Halo, the Master Chief Collection. I have a lot of information on this one. Uh, this collection will include Halo Anniversary, Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, and Halo 4, all on one disc with wow. everything unlocked from the start. You can even, uh, the games themselves are segmented into almost like DVD chapters in a way, and you can create custom playlists with moments from all four games put together. That's cool. I don't know if you can share those lists with other people because it's technically all the same content, so I don't see why you wouldn't be able to, but you can create your kind of favorite playlist of different moments and different battles and different levels and put them all together and kind of play them out as a playlist uh halo 2 anniversary this was the first time they were talking about this specific version of that game it's been completely remastered and gives the option to switch between classic look and new look graphics at the touch of a button it's literally you hit it and you switch yeah graphics they entirely. did that with it's the crazy. first one oh they did okay
2: the first anniversary yeah yep, it was cool to see
0: again. it in, you
2: know
0: like live in front of you just old switch to like new that. like yeah. instant Uh, It contains the exact Halo 2 multiplayer that shipped 10 years ago. Oh, good. With no changes whatsoever. Nice. They also recreated six multiplayer maps that you can use. Mm -hmm. Uh, It includes the collection as a whole includes over 100 multiplayer maps, which is every map released for Halo 1 through 4 running on their original engines at 1080p at 60 frames per second on dedicated servers. Wow. That's pretty freaking crazy. That is cool. That is a ton of game content.
1: I don't think I've ever seen a collection that put together games of this caliber on, like, you know, one disc. Like, this is what Next Gen is capable of doing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that Microsoft adopted the Blu
0: ray. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they would not have been able to. Yeah. This would all be on separate discs. Yeah. Uh, so, in that's addition, how much
2: a Blu ray can hold?
0: Oh, yeah. It can hold 50 gigabytes of information, which is a crazy amount. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to all this, there's more. It includes oh. Halo Nightfall, which is a live-action digital series from executive producer Ridley Scott. Mm. And it introduces that series will introduce a new character and lead up to the events for Halo 5 Guardians. Cool. So it's a nice little bridge between this Halo universe and the upcoming. It will also include the Halo 5 Guardians multiplayer beta cool so mm-hmm. if you are looking forward to that game uh you'll have the multiplayer beta option on this one as well and all of this will be available on november 11th 2014 for how much don't know
1: i i heard in a later interview it's going to be for regular pricing of a game i assumed no it way be. oh yeah yeah like nothing nothing extra no extra cost no legendary whatever it's right like 60 bucks exactly jesus
0: yeah
2: Wow. That's
1: pretty nuts. So, uh,
0: is this something you're looking at, Volby, and being like, "Oh, well, I don't really feel like buying. I don't
2: four hundred bucks for Halo. Really, well, is what I would do. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. If you already had an Xbox One, is this something you'd jump on? Probably, because it'd be fun to play the old maps again. Mm-hmm. I've, when I do play, we always reminisce about okay. this map or that map. Or, <laughs> so it'd be cool to go back and at any time be able to play anything. Guess, any really,
0: yeah, you get everything. It's pretty amazing. The next game they talked about was a game from an indie studio that also created the hit Limbo, and you might see some of those graphical similarities in this game. This is a game called Inside. Uh, They didn't release a whole lot of information about it during the press conference itself, except that they are aiming for an early 2015 release. But just saying that it was from the studio that created Limbo is enough to sell me on it, because Limbo was a fantastic game. That is the most bleak, boring office I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't
1: even think there's chairs in there.
0: Nope. I assume they're trapped inside of some facility, yeah. uh, governmental or whatever, kind of like an internment camp it almost looks like. But mm. uh, I'm completely speculating. I don't know if that's entirely true this, at this all. This
2: whole look has become very popular. Yes.
0: Yeah. The kind of minimalist, yeah, uh, The shadowy stuff. Yep. Mm. Yeah. It all looks, it creates a certain tone, a certain feel, and uh, people are into it right now. I think it looks awesome. They then went on to talk about a lot of things for Idea Xbox. I assume, in response to PlayStation support of independent games, Xbox has kind of created a whole uh, wing called Idea Xbox where they support indie developers as well because that was a popular thing after the first PlayStation conference. So they jumped on board. They showed a whole bunch of games that looked pretty cool. I didn't want to list all of them and go through them all because they were just all quick little glimpses. But two of them that looked particularly interesting. One was a game called Cuphead that looks like traditional Looney Tunes animation for the graphics. Cool. It looks really amazing, like an old school cartoon. Mm. looks really, really cool.
2: That's that's
0: unique. Yeah. I like that. And then uh, the other game is a game that I am looking forward to greatly because I know it's going to come cross-platform too, I believe. But uh, I threw money towards this, and I'm expecting my copy in the future, Mighty Number no. 9. Mighty Number 9. From, uh, what is it called? Comcept. Comcept is the uh, studio that broke off of Capcom, and the creator of Mega Man is creating a new IP that is essentially Mega Man with a uh, different story and different characters. So it's the same kind of gameplay, but it looks very, very cool. Why I threw money into it and supported it to kickstart it. Very excited for Mighty Number no. Nine to come out.
1: I also threw money at it too.
0: I'm excited. Too. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and then they went into a trailer that I, when the big reveal came up, I, I kind of called it before, uh, they even took the hood off. And then they announced Rise of the Tomb Raider. Mm. It was a great promo they showed with like Lara Croft sitting in a uh, psychiatrist's office yeah. and mm-hmm. talking about her problems and growing up. And this game is supposed to be all about her now moving forward from just being a survivalist in the first game to kind of accepting her destiny as the Tomb Raider. And they are looking for a holiday 2015 release on this one. Cool. It looks great. Yeah. The graphics looked really amazing in the trailer that they showed. Then they went into some reboot that they're doing from an original Xbox game that I had never heard of. When I saw some of it, I was thinking maybe it was like Beyond Good and Evil. And I was like, wait, no, I think that was a PlayStation game. Um, But they announced a reboot of Phantom Dust, which is something that I am unfamiliar with. I don't know if you guys are. No idea. Couldn't tell you. All righty. We will move on from that one then. (laughs) Uh, They then showed some footage for a game that they showed a little bit of last year. And it looks really, really impressive called Tom Clancy's The Division, a nice co-op looking game that looks amazing. It's one of those games, though, that I think looks really, really great and is conceptually really, really great. And I feel like I'm just never, ever going to play it. It's just one of those games I go, oh, that's so cool. And I'm never going to touch it. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm just not going to. It is a world where there was a virus, I believe, that got out. It's not a zombie game, Mm -hmm. but a virus has just kind of killed off a lot of the population. And it's a very survivalist atmosphere. There's anarchy in the streets and things like that, but the division is uh, I don't know if they're a self-appointed task force or if they're government appointed, but they are going in and kind of trying to like right the wrongs and create order and chaos type of idea. But it is a co-op game where you can organize with other people and play that way. They had showed it with smart glass last year is having some elements of being controllable with smart glass outside of that. Uh, and they're expecting this to come in 2015 as well. A lot of people really, really looking forward to is this Is 2015 going to be the greatest year ever? <laughs> <right>? <laughs> it might be. Or it's the year that I stop doing everything else and just consume we, It's going to be the year of obesity. Yeah, the year oh, nobody of Nobody's going to do anything but eat chips and popcorn. <laughs> uh, and then they showed uh, a quick trailer for a new IP that looks pretty interesting. I really got no concept of what the gameplay is going to be like. But the actual concept looks interesting. A game called Scalebound. Um, They made it look in the trailer like the character was being attacked from multiple sides by monsters. And one of them was a dragon. And then the tables quickly turn. When he winks at the dragon, you realize they're on the same team. He can form Uh, like a scale armor on him. And uh, he's kind of like a dragon rider. And they're definitely mixing genres here, at least. Like he throws on the beats-looking headphones and starts listening to music, which kind of wish they had skipped that part because that made it a little bit corny overall uh but the wrist of the trailer looked really really impressive cool mm-hmm. dragons make everything better i agree
1: especially when they're like oh yeah <laughs> a little throwback macho man there i think this game is also being developed by platinum games which i believe so yeah. um was behind uh bayonetta i think and also uh wonderful 101 that came out exclusively for wii u mm-hmm. and if if you know if it's kind of their style that they're still going with i think we can expect to see a lot of things happening at once a lot of like enemies on the screen a mm, lot yeah. of uh you know this over here that over there and something that'll be you know requiring a lot of focus and a lot and it'll have a lot of gameplay to it sure and they seem to be a studio that doesn't take themselves too seriously either yeah they tend
0: definitely. to have a lot of fun in their games which is something most games are lacking these days hence the headphones yeah <laughs> Uh, criticizing my critique. <laughs> uh, and the last game that Microsoft really talked about is a reboot of another thing, which will be led, as we found out, by the original game creator, which is Crackdown is returning. Oh, And I, I never played Crackdown, but it was one of those games that I saw on the Xbox that made me a little bit jealous that it was an Xbox exclusive. And I was actually kind of thrilled to get the Saints Row, I think, to kind of feed that appetite that I had yeah. for this game. Uh, it looks like a bunch of super-powered government agents jumping around and being awesome. And I was like, that looks great! <laughs> yeah. So, uh, seeing it coming back, I know a lot of people are excited about. Um, I unfortunately probably will never play this one either, just because I won't have an Xbox One. But it does look like a fun game. Agreed. Cool.
1: It, it, there was a lot of stuff in the trailer that made it seem like there's going to be a lot of going on between you know different characters. And it'll have a very like, plot-focused gameplay to it. Right, right. And that kind of wraps it up for Microsoft. I don't know if you guys have any uh,
0: exiting thoughts on that before we move into Sony.
1: Their, uh, you know, like their press conference was pretty good when it came to like, the, the people talking, and they really focused on the games that yep. we were expecting them to.
0: Yeah, they had said right out the gate, we are focusing all our attention on gaming. And not TV and sports. Exactly. And dogs. And dogs. <laughs> well,
2: we all like dogs.
0: We all like dogs. If
2: they're in a video game.
0: Exactly. Except COD. Except COD, yeah. Because it is kind of a flopping fish of a franchise, so that makes complete sense to refer to it that way. (laughs) As we move into Sony. Well well done. (laughs) Uh, As we move into Sony, before we get into the games themselves, they had some information and some new announcements on hardware and other things we'd be seeing on the PlayStation side. So uh, one of the first things that they announced was PlayStation TV. PlayStation TV is just like a lot of those other consoles, or not consoles, I should say, but set-top boxes that you've seen in the past. Uh, Amazon has their own. There's Apple TV. There's Roku. There's Boxy. They're all out there, and PlayStation is throwing their hat in the ring as well. Uh, One of the things that this can do in addition is you can stream PS3 games through PlayStation Now when that becomes available. So if you have a DualShock 4 controller, you can connect via Bluetooth to the PlayStation TV, and you don't even have to have a PlayStation 4 to use PlayStation Now. You could use this if you wanted to instead. You can also, if you do have a PlayStation 4, you can play your games through remote play. So let's say somebody is using the TV in one room where your PlayStation 4 is connected to it. You could go to a TV in another room where the PlayStation TV is set up and you can stream that gameplay through your Wi-Fi network from the PlayStation 4. It's kind of like a sling box. It is very much like a sling box. Yeah, to cool. Kind of expand your PlayStation 4 to multiple television sets, which I think is a pretty solid idea. Mm. And for a price of only ninety nine dollars, that's not a crazy thing to ask for to create that edition instead of mm. buying a whole new console. And this will be available in fall 2014 for people that are interested. PlayStation. Very cool. Yeah. Cool idea. Nice little way to expand your home network. They then gave some more information about the PS4, uh, one of which is that YouTube is coming to PlayStation 4 later this year. The exciting part about that is... these wasn't the, there before? Uh, I think it was maybe to watch, but it's coming in a sharing capacity. Ah. So before you'd be able to share your things to like Twitch, I believe was the service, maybe yes. some other places. But now the share button you can use to upload videos directly, your gameplay to YouTube. And since that is the main media distribution yeah. service for video these days that's a very exciting thing to see. i'll definitely be using that when i got my ps4 we'll do some commentary on some gameplay why not some uh geek gen game sessions there'll, that'll be, there'll
2: fun. be a, a shot of rob playing
0: batman <laughs> and then the camera turns as rob as batman <laughs> yeah. playing yeah. Batman. <laughs> oh absolutely Doing commentary in batman voice absolutely <laughs> uh gamers watching streaming content on playstation 4 will now be able to give feedback via voice chat I hope that is able to be turned off. No Yeah, no, <laughs> shit. definitely. I'm assuming that would be a toggle option that you do not have to leave on. Uh, I can see how some people might like that immediate feedback during a game, but I can't imagine everyone would. PlayStation Now, they've been hyping up for a while. That is the streaming service that is coming. That will be available in the U.S. and Canada for an open beta starting July 31st on PS4 to start with. And then the beta will move into PS3 and PS Vita in the near future after that. That's pretty cool. So we're going to see the kind of first glimpses of that streaming service happen. And uh, we had heard about this in the past, too. But now it is uh more of a reality since they actually announced it. If you remember, there was a series for FX being developed on Brian Michael Bendis's Powers comic book, which are the... Crime investigators that live in a world of superheroes and all the crimes that they deal with have some sort of superhero connection or supervillain connection. And they, as normal people, investigate all these things that are happening by supers, essentially, or powers as they refer to them. But the Powers digital series, again, from creator Brian Michael Bendis, is coming exclusively to PlayStation Network this December. They also said that while you can pay to watch the service, if you are a PlayStation Plus member, you can view the entire series for free. Cool. And I am excited about that because I am a Plus member. Now let's talk games. First trailer they showed was for Destiny, which is the first game from Bungie since the Halo franchise kind of uh, wrapped up in their hands, at least before 343 took over. I One can't of remember. The, is this just a PlayStation game? This is a cross-platform oh. game. Oh, it is. Yeah, I believe it is. But... Uh, Destiny is getting a lot of PlayStation exclusive content, which is kind of surprising considering their past relationship with Microsoft. So just as it was surprising to see Assassin's Creed pop up mm-hmm. and an Insomniac game pop up on the Microsoft side, a uh, Bungie game going over and kind of taking not exclusivity purely, but giving favoritism to PlayStation. We're seeing a lot of studio shift in general across all the brands, which is very interesting to see. Um, the beta for Destiny will begin on July 17th on PS4, and they also announced a white PS4 Destiny bundle, which will be available on September 9th, 2014, when the game comes out. Cool. I don't think it'll be the only way to get a white PS4 if people want those, but uh, you will be able to get one in a Destiny What color are bundle. you going to get? Are you kidding me? Everything must be be black. I was trying to see what he'd say. (laughs) uh, Maybe just have one white thing besides
2: the door. (laughs) No,
0: no, the walls are gray. I mean, that's that's going in the right direction. Um, No, it's going to be black. One of the reasons I've actually been holding off on getting a PS4 because I can definitely afford it right now, and there's no reason I shouldn't just get it right now. Is because you can afford
2: it because everybody goes to (laughs) thegeekgeneration.com/slash/amazon and buys their stuff, which funds you.
0: Funds the show.
2: Funds oh, the show. Right. Funds the show. Which
1: the, the PS4 <laughs> will create well, we'll content for the show. Absolutely. See where I'm going with this? Okay, okay. Yes.
0: That does make sense in that way. Cheap plug. <laughs> <laughs> as much as possible. Um, one of the reasons I have been holding off is that there's a little thing in the back of my mind just praying praying that there will be some sort of like batman exclusive ps4 that comes out when arkham knight comes out but when is that do i don't know uh we shall talk about that ah fear you not or that's not a sentence um another game that they talked about was the order 1886 which we only got a brief teaser of at last year's e3 They showed some more footage this year and some gameplay. They showed a creature that looked like a zombie or a werewolf or I don't even know. A were-zombie. A were-zombie. And it talked and was very... uh, It's a wombie. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But as soon as they show the monsters and stuff, I'm like, eh, I don't care anymore.
2: That does it for you, huh?
0: It really does. Half the time. I mean, it'd have to be a really, really good game otherwise for me to be interested in that. I'm just not big into the, the monster genre at all. But uh, it is kind of like a Victorian look with futuristic weapons. That was interesting to me. I don't know if I'm going to want to do like a whole Monster Hunter kind of idea, though. But whatever. Another game they showed was a game called Entwined. I was kind of surprised that this popped up as early as it did because it didn't seem like a very major title to kind of bring up at the beginning of the press conference. But uh, this is a game that is I believe available on PlayStation Network right now for about 10 bucks, And bad. it is a dual stick controlled game. So Each stick controls one of these two characters that we're looking at on the screen here. Uh, One is a fish and one is a bird. And the story here is that they are souls that are destined to be with each other, but are always torn apart as they move through their lifetimes. Yeah, right. As they move through their lifetimes. So you play through these levels, controlling each character with each stick to get through different puzzle areas. As you reach the end of each level, they do entwine, hence the name, and create a dragon together. And you kind of paint the sky with that dragon before it eventually dies and they start their new lifetime over again Mm. as the same characters kind of going through another lifetime. Mm. So it is a very kind of abstract idea. But I know that Game Brothers was very popular with the dual stick control controlling two characters on the same controller. And this is kind of using that idea as well. The next game they showed is a standalone DLC game kind of expanding on Infamous Second Son. And this one is Infamous First Light. Mm. So even if you do not own Second Son and you want to play First Light, it will be available again as a standalone DLC. It looks like it is using a character from the game. I haven't played Second Son, so I'm not sure. But she does have the power of neon, which I know uh, is picked up in the game by your character. So I'm assuming this is the character that he grabs it from. And this will be available in August 2014, so not
1: too far away. Do we know if this is going to be like a continuation or like a spinoff series? I would game? assume this is almost a prequel or a during, but again, since I haven't played the game, it's
0: kind of hard to All say. Right. Uh, the next one, they just kind of—they didn't even build up this reveal. They just dropped the logo on the screen, and people went nuts right away. Little Big Planet three. Woo. In Little Big Planet 3, there are new additions. Look at the fat guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> he uh, looks
2: so happy. <laughs> Look at him, He's like oh, <laughs> rubbing his
0: belly. Uh, the new additions here. Or the biggest new change is that Sackboy is getting some friends, who you can see in the picture here. And again, the, all these pictures will be up in the show notes if you go to geekgeneration.com. Uh, and look up this episode. I'm going to include all the pictures that we've been looking at through this episode so you could actually go there and follow along. But this particular screenshot shows Oddsock, which is the one immediately to his left, kind of like a little dog-looking mm, a character, little froggy-type dog thing. Uh, he walks around on all fours. He can wall jump, and he's much faster than Sackboy, so you can use that. Toggle is the big dude that you were referring to that looks a little bit like Grimace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he was purple, he'd be wanting shoving french fries in his face. Uh, but Toggle, hence the name, switches between this big oafish look and can also be the smallest character in the game with the press of a button. So you can use him to get through small areas or jump up on things and then toggle to the big one so he has a bigger weight to activate things. Uh, and that's a cool idea. And then the bird is Swoop, who has the ability to fly. And uh, it looks like when people make mistakes in multiplayer, especially Swoop can go down and pick them up and like, cool. carry them to a platform and whatnot to kind of rejoin the group. So that's a cooler idea. I have a feeling people playing as swoop would be like, oh, it's so easy to get around with him, but then we'll be annoyed that they always have to do the chores of picking up yeah. the characters that are lagging behind. Uh but Little Big Planet 3, people very excited about. Also, one of the major announcements for Little Big Planet Three that people were like, Whoa, because that's cool. From launch. You will be able to access all of the created levels from Little Big Planet and Little Big Planet 2 with improved graphics. No
1: way. That is is
0: millions and millions of levels right out of the box. And Little Big Planet 3 is coming this November. The next one is a new IP called Bloodborne. They didn't show a lot of information from it. All we know is that it looks to be another zombie game in an already oversaturated genre. Uh, and it is coming in 2015. That's all he the info I have. a giant
2: sword axe thing.
0: Yeah. It's
2: cool. I'm I, I, they
0: did show that thing kind of like open up like a switchblade. Mm. Mm. So it started off small and then the handle just kind of flips out like that. Which is kind of a cool weapon idea. Uh, they then went into Far Cry 4, which I know people are pumped about. I didn't care that much. The only piece of information that seemed really interesting is that apparently in Far Cry 4 you can invite your PSN friends to play the game even if they don't own it. Yeah, I heard about that. That's that. a that cool, cool idea. I don't know how that's going to work. They probably have to have some sort of like packet that they download so they have something on their system, mm-hmm. but then you can only be uh, you can only mm-hmm. play by invite into other people's games. So That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. I'm just curious how it's all going to work. Very, it's an interesting thing, and I'm wondering if other people will pick up on that. Depending on how it actually goes, uh, well, they then went to another zombie game, which I don't know if you played Zombies the first. Are big
2: on this, huh?
0: Oh yeah, I don't know if you played the first Volpe, uh, Dead Island, but Dead Island Two, yeah. was shown with a very fun trailer. Actually, I'm just finishing the first one. Oh, okay.
2: It was free. Oh, cool. I was like, well, why not? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a game. So here's an example. That's a game that I only play with a buddy of mine who lives in Philadelphia. Okay. I do not touch the game unless he comes on and we play together. Wow. Because we're so trying it's to co-op? go through the game. It can be. Okay. But yeah, we play the game as two different characters. Hmm. So like that would work where one of us has the game and the other one can jump in by invite only, because only one of us needed to buy it. Oh really? But we both I mean, well, we both downloaded it for free. But you okay. see what I'm saying? Like sure. that would be a good example of Sure, that. sure. But it was a good game. I'm glad. Cool. They're
0: doing a second one. And I like that that girl's badass looking. (laughs) Always nice. Yep. Uh, The next game they revealed, and they did it in a pretty humorous way, showing Tim Schafer pop up on the screen after writing in a fraudulent letter, I guess, saying that he wanted uh, Tim Schafer's games. He wrote a letter in, not really, it was part of the Mm. bit, uh, as like a 10-year-old or 12-year-old girl saying, where are Tim Schafer's games? We'd have to pirate them to play them. And it ended up being that after 15 years, uh, they are remastering Grim Fandango for exclusive release on the ps4 and ps vita which is an incredibly popular point and click adventure game from back in the day it was one of those lucasarts old games maybe the only one that i didn't play of the point and click lucasarts games from schaefer but i will probably give it a look now that it's being remastered and coming out on modern errors is this wait a minute to go back is that only for ps4 dead island 2 i don't know actually i doubt it i doubt it i would actually buy the console for that really yeah I honestly doubt that it's just PS4. I will do the research for you, though. I can just Google search. It's not a big deal. (laughs) We
2: have the technology.
0: (laughs) From the art director of Flower and Journey comes our next game, which is called Abzu, Hmm. which you can see some similar visuals to those. Uh, This is actually a... Well, Journey was the desert game, yes. Uh, And Flower was the one with the flower petals blowing around. And obviously, there's a similar look here when you have the same art director abzu kind of spun off of that game company to create his own studio well not abzu but this game came from that game studio the guy's name is not abzu the game is which is going to take place mostly underwater or in water environments and uh knowing the way that those games work will be kind of a leisurely type walk in the park type game that's more about the experience and like action and everything it'll be more about the story and the experience so not a lot known about that but it does look interesting They then showed another game, another indie game called No Man's Sky, which appears to be a kind of exploration game. You fly from planet to planet, and when you discover new planets or new creatures or new enemies or new uh, plant life, it kind of identifies those. There are some action elements. I don't know a ton about the game. I wish I had more info, but I really don't. So if you are interested in that, check it out. Um, But then they went to another big, not reveal Uh, We unfortunately haven't been able because we haven't done a show recently together. We haven't talked about this on the news or anything, but they had announced and showed more information for Mortal Kombat X, Mm -hmm. which is both Mortal Kombat 10 and Mortal Kombat X. They are calling it X, not 10. They showed new moves, new characters. The graphics look fantastic. The new characters look very interesting. Uh, there are definitely environmental pieces that they bring into the combat, for instance. And this was gameplay. This was not just a trailer. Mm. Scorpion grabbed a branch off of a tree, smacked it across Sub-Zero's face, and like broke his jaw with one of those X-ray-type moves. Mm-hmm. So they're incorporating like environmental parts to the fighting and everything, That's too. Awesome. And I assume a lot of that comes from the work that they did on Injustice, where there was a lot of environmental mm. uh, stuff incorporated into the combat. And Mortal Kombat X is looking very, very cool.
1: It's looking, like, very realistic, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, if if people were afraid when the original Mortal Kombat, that it was too graphic, like, wow.
0: This yeah. This is just
1: out of this world. There's some really badass looking Look the, stuff the, in this just game. Look like the mm-hmm. definition
2: they've put into Scorpion. Exactly. Yeah, and this is a the render muscles, of the way the character looks. The outfit looks
0: real. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Although, what's his outfit made out of some weird gene material? Like, what is that? Maybe. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Who knows, he's from hell. Yeah. <laughs> In hell do you wear denim. Yep. yep. fuck. It's hot down there. Yeah, really hot. Oh. It's like oh, never-ending swamp ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, imagine what's going on under that hood. Yeah. Um <laughs> they then went from Mortal Kombat X into uh Metal Gear Solid 5: The Phantom Pain, which God, I'm it just looks fucked up at this point. I mean, what the hell is going on the over there? The franchise is still going, huh? Apparently. I don't know. I just don't get it anymore. I never really got it to begin with, but I played Metal Gear Solid Four only because it was what came with my PS3 when I bought it. It was the only game I had and it was like it was painful to play through just because of all the cutscenes and whatnot. So if we're lucky, this will have about five minutes of gameplay and about eighty hours of uh cutscenes. So be cool. prepared for that. They then made the announcement that Grand Theft Auto 5 is coming to PS4 this fall. I thought at first maybe it was exclusive, but then I did do the research, and it is coming to Xbox One as well. Players will be able to transfer their progress from PS3 or Xbox 360 cross-platform. So if you are making the change, uh, let's say you're going from Xbox mm. 360 to PS4, or I they said this on the PlayStation side, I assume it's true on the Xbox side as well. They did say on the PlayStation side that even an Xbox 360 save can be brought over to the PS4 mm. to continue your progress. How are they doing that? I don't know. Is, uh, was all this data being stored in some sort of cloud? No. Well, it's on your it's on your computer. Well, if you're PlayStation Plus, you can have it in the cloud. Mm. Uh, I believe you can with Xbox Live maybe. But you can also put these game saves on USB sticks oh. and bring them over too. So that'll work. So uh, it's cool that they are bringing are they that doing over anything or they're just making it look better and porting it over. I don't know. They really didn't get into it too much. Then they went into the next part of the uh, the next game that they showed. And I had to change my pants when we got into this one because it was a gameplay demo for Batman Arkham Knight, which looked absolutely amazing. The transitions between the regular play there's a, a the lot of Batmobile. possibilities to what you just said. I don't know yeah. where,
2: what the reason was.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> He had to
2: change his pants.
0: That's why I didn't get too specific about yeah. it. <laughs>
2: it was all three somehow simultaneously. <laughs> Every possibility you could think of? Yes, is my answer. Massive lower half combustion.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then he had to
2: put
0: his uh, Batman boxers back on. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the transitions between the regular boy and the Batmobile looked incredibly fluid. I wasn't sure how that would actually end up. But again, this is a rock steady backed one. This is not warner brothers montreal taking just the assets and creating a game so that looks really amazing and they did announce that for uh exclusive to ps4 will be a series of scarecrow nightmare missions and that'll be the only place you can get those until of course when they release some sort of game of the year edition which it comes out for everybody everything is exclusive to start with and then it always ends up being that they get it in other places too yeah Uh, And the last game that Sony talked about is the highly anticipated Uncharted 4, which we finally got a name for, um, and this will be called Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. And this is, they showed a cinematic teaser, so we don't know what the gameplay actually looks like. At least the graphics in the teaser looked unbelievable, completely awesome. There was a lot of ominous talk, though, in the teaser. They were saying that Nathan Drake has been out of the game for a few years, and Uh, He's talking to Sully, kind of in a voiceover conversation, and he's saying, just one last time, let's do this. And Sully's like, okay, kid, one last time. Oh, he's going to die. So, and it's also called, we know for sure, Uncharted 4 Thief's End, which is very ominous. So, I don't know if this is going to be like the death of Nathan Drake or something. I think it would be a little foolish to end this franchise now. Because it's really even just picking up steam with the fourth. And it is very much like an Indiana Jones thing. You can just go on adventure and adventure and adventure and adventure. I can see no reason to make this jump forward in time. But apparently that's the choice that they made. Maybe they don't want to have it beat to death. Maybe not. Uh, And this game too is coming in 2015. Mm -hmm. So very excited for the next Uncharted. These games, Arkham Knight, Uncharted 4. These are all the going to be reasons that I jump to the next generation. Are right, they bothering the shit out of me that
2: they drew his pants crooked? <laughs> I mean, it's not lined up with the rest of them Do you see that? Sorry. I think it's just the shirt what, is untucked on one I side. Don't and that's not No, look at off. the belt and the the never mind. He just needs to make an adjustment. <laughs> he needs to like fix those pants. Maybe he just has a really big dong. And
0: maybe when you're dying you just don't care. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Don't uh but uncharted 4 looks great. Uh and I do want to ask you guys as we kind of wrap this up, what are you most excited for out of all the stuff we've looked
1: at today? Damien? Well, I'm definitely very excited to hear that all the systems across the board are getting games that people are excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, when this eighth generation of gaming started, a lot of people, understandably, were were waiting to see for these big titles to come out. And to get, see people excited for all these different games is just awesome. Yep. And then personally, I'm definitely very excited for Smash 4. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, that was, that was, a, <laughs> that was a given, so. Yeah.
2: It's nice to see that it's focused on the games. Mm-hmm.
0: I know that's what you hedge your decisions. Well, it on.
2: seems like each—they're doing it right. Each console has something that would make you go, "Oh, I kind of want to own that console." Right. Yeah.
0: Right. So, uh, wrapping up our E3 episode, I do want to remind people: a lot of those games are available for pre-order right now. So, if you head over to geekgeneration.com/slash/amazon, we ask that you do your pre-ordering that way. That way, you will help support this show and uh, keep us free for you. Any other final thoughts or something you want to plug as we head out of here, Mr. Volpe?
2: Uh, no.
1: Damien? <laughs> uh, I just want to say that since this is coming out the day after Father's Day, I want to wish a belated Happy Father's Day to all fathers out there, all the listeners who are fathers. And get Thank your, you. get your, well get your dad a video game. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do it. To see everything that we do, head on over to
0: TheGeekGeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. You can like us at facebook.com slash the geek generation. Follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. I know you can follow Damien at MC Hammerbro. You can follow Volpe at SPB Fitness. Send your emails to podcast at TheGeekGeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Signing off for this week, we'll be back next week with a regular show for you. So we will see you then later. See you.
1: Bye.
2: make it so.